despite its size of 7 million people, it's a major importer. But overall, if you look at the trade figure of about 30 billion a surplus for the United States, that really does pale in comparison to, say, the trade deficit with China or mm. other huge countries. But what happens if that phase one trade deal that's been painstakingly agreed falls apart? We've heard reports uh, that China's now suspended purchasing agricultural uh, products, including soybeans and pork um, from the US. What would be the deal comes to an end? It's pretty simple. There would be an impact and it's, it's not good. Um, and that's the kind of uh, risk environment we're in now uh, mm. between China and the United States. That's what makes people nervous in Hong Kong because we feel generally that we're right in the middle of it. Yeah, we're caught in the middle and everyone's going to suffer. Tao, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much for Thanks coming for in this morning. Thanks for having me. That's Tao Joseph, President of the American Chamber of Commerce here in Hong Kong. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Let's have a final update on the markets for this morning. Uh, the ASX 200 in Australia right now is up around about 1.6%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan also on a strong rally, up about 1%. Uh, it's a similar story for the Cosby in South Korea, which is up 1.8% right now. And it looks like uh, Hong Kong stocks are going to continue their big rally that we've been seeing all week. Looks set to add about another 1.5% at the open, which is about uh, 370 points. We'll take the index to around about 20 24,650 at the open if the futures markets are right. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is off this morning in Asian trading at $39.58 a barrel and gold is trading at $1,700 an ounce. That's it from me. Do please stay tuned for Back Chat after the news with Hugh Jefferson and Jim Gould. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. The weather forecast, hot with sunny periods and isolated showers. Maximum temperature of around about 32 degrees. Outlook is for sunny periods tomorrow. More showers over the weekend. And it's 29 degrees right now. 77% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. In the United States, three more police officers involved in the killing of George Floyd have been charged with aiding and abetting murder. Derek Chauvin, the officer who was kneeling on Mr Floyd's neck when he died, has had his charges elevated to second-degree murder. The former American President Barack Obama says it's vital to challenge the momentum built up in the recent street protests across the US in order to bring about change. He said the demonstrations were as profound as anything he'd seen in his lifetime and called on Americans to see the chance to deal with the underlying problems in society. As tragic as these past few weeks have been, as difficult and scary and uncertain as they've been, they've also been an incredible opportunity for people to be awakened to some of these underlying trends. And they offer an opportunity for us to all work together to tackle them, to take them off, to change them. The United States is set to block Chinese airlines from flying into America following Beijing's refusal to allow U.S. carriers to resume flights into China. U.S. airlines stopped flying to China in February when demand dropped due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. Before coronavirus took hold, there were more than 300 flights a week between the U.S. and China. But as China fought the outbreak, it restricted international flights meaning U.S. airlines haven't made the Trans-Pacific crossing since February. 
Now they want to resume, and China isn't giving them permission, even though its airlines continue to fly to America. This adds to the tension between the world's two biggest economies over coronavirus, Hong Kong, and their trade war. Washington says China is breaching a 40-year-old agreement. Beijing has yet to respond. The European Union and China have decided to cancel a planned summit in Germany in September because of the coronavirus pandemic. A spokesman for German Chancellor Angela Merkel said Ms Merkel, European Council President Charles Michel and President Xi Jinping agreed in phone calls that the meeting should be postponed. Xinhua News Agency said Mr Xi told Ms Merkel that China was ready to work with Germany and the European Union on a variety of issues. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chivert and your co-host today is Jim Gould. Jim, good morning to you. Good morning. We're talking about June the 4th in the next hour and for the first time in more than 30 years there will be no annual candlelight vigil at Victoria Park on health, public health grounds. There are reports though that 3,000 police will be deployed around Hong Kong to enforce the ban and a police source is quoted as saying attempts to get around the law by meeting in groups of eight or fewer would fail if the total number of people gathering for a common purpose in a public place exceeded that figure. Is this the right decision? How should protests around Hong Kong be treated? How do you respond to non-patriotic localists who say the events of 1989 are nothing too much to do with Hong Kong? And what will happen next year to the candlelight vigil with its call to end one-party rule in China? Will that event be deemed subversive? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's Bankchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can call us. Our number is 233-88266 or you can email Bankchat at RTHK hk.hk we'll do our best to uh, read out your messages but we, uh, we may not be able to read out all the messages and we may have to edit those that we do read out for time and uh, relevance joining us for the first part of the discussion now is michael moe tunmun district councillor and richard Choi, who's the secretary of the hong kong alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements in china and uh, an academic from city university joining us later in the program as well once again our email backchat at rthk.hk just before we get into that topic just some uh, uh, late entries for yesterday's discussion. We were talking about the return of tourism. Uh, and uh, someone who signs themselves biker says, get a motorbike, drive around and explore Hong Kong. Lots to see. And uh, Bruce, in a couple of emails, uh, says, uh, first of all, didn't the UK leave the EU mainly because of immigration, people entering the country based on EU requirements? Now Boris Johnson wants to let three million people from Hong Kong move to the UK. What will the people of the UK say? Please help me understand. I really enjoy RTHK Radio 3. Uh, Bruce also says, why couldn't the Hong Kong government suggest an acceptable alternative to Victoria Park gathering on June the 4th? Any alternative might have gone a long way, not just yes or no. Uh, that comes from Bruce. Thanks very much indeed. Backchat at rthk.hk. Okay, uh, well, R Richard, perhaps we could start with you. Uh, Richard yeah. Choi, Secretary of the Hong Kong Alliance. Uh, Good morning. Your organisation. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, you organised the, the main event on mm. June the 4th in Victoria Park. So what can we expect this evening? Well, first, uh, we are um, very sad um, that the police uh, finally you know, um, uh, prohibit uh, the uh, gathering. As the uh, past 30 years, uh, uh, there were 
actually a peaceful large scale uh, gathering around the Victoria Park uh, to memorize the June 4th massacre and earn justice uh, and democracy in China. Um, indeed, uh, we uh, see no uh, good reason from the police to, to ban uh, such a gathering. Uh, but of course, uh, this is a reality uh, this year. The first year, I, I think for the past 31 years that we have been um, prohibited um, to, to go to the Victoria Park to hold the gathering. So the only way we uh, Hong Kong um, to do an alternative to speed uh, different location, uh, positions, uh, whatever, wherever uh, you are in, in this evening, we hope Hong Kong people can, you know, um, uh, log in and uh, uh, look at our uh, live uh, online uh, gathering program at, uh, from 8 p.m. to 8.30 and also um, to light up a candle uh, whatever position uh, uh, you are uh, this evening. Uh, so um, we hope to continue um, the uh, memorizing activity and the fight, uh, but maybe now uh, we cannot gather in one place, but uh, you know, uh, separate in different areas, different locations around the territory. But the tonight's gathering uh, has been disallowed uh, on public health grounds. I mean, we're living in the COVID-19 era, social distancing, gatherings of no more than eight people. I mean, you can't uh, justify a mass rally, if you like, uh, in, in a time like this, can you? Well, uh, actually, we have been discussed uh, with the uh, police. Uh, uh, we, uh, to our understanding, um, you know, of course, we are also concerned the uh, virus outbreak, uh, the uh, public safety, uh, public health uh, consideration, but uh, we do think um, Hong Kong people, we already are very careful. Uh, I think for the past uh, several months to deal with the virus. Uh, I think people nowadays, even without the law requirement, people wear masks, uh, you know, uh, when going outside uh, to the public transport and even uh, on the street. And we also would persuade, of course, the participant, uh, if the gathering can continue, that uh, uh, we have a uh, uh, social distance. Uh, so we don't see, you know, nowadays even the police, uh, even the government already, you know, um, uh, allow schools uh, to be soon. Uh, we don't see there would be a, uh, you know, a great threat uh, to the public safety or public health. Uh, if we all already make some, you know, uh, precaution and measures. Uh, and we also uh, have a, a very uh, high confidence that the participant to our uh, gathering. I think in the past we have a very good check record that uh, people would uh, be in a very good order, uh, peaceful. So uh, even take into account the so-called public health consideration, we don't see uh, our gathering should be banned. But uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, we don't know the exact consideration from the police or the government, but uh, we do think there may be high some political consideration. If there are more than eight people, will you? is that against the law? Well, uh, first, I, I think uh, for the eight people... Uh, gathering for a common gathering, purpose. But uh, if we have a uh, uh, distance, 
like quick uh, eight people gather in a group and then with uh, some distance maybe one to uh, 1.5 meter away another group something like that is that right or are they still considered to be in the same place gathering for a for a common purpose so i think that, it, so it would be an, up to the they count as 16 the first, people uh, up to the police because they have a different um uh, uh, yeah, interpretation uh, in different situations you know uh Nowadays, you can I, I see a lot of people there's, there's going at the street and uh, very, uh, you know, close distance. Uh, but the police did nothing. Huh? Even some of the uh, uh, protests, uh, especially by the establishment groups, the more than eight people, but still, the the police uh, didn't do anything. Does it, is it? But is it against the regulations? Do you know? Because this is the this is this is how it's reported that the police say that. Uh, if you gather in groups of eight uh, uh, or, or fewer, it will fail. You will still be breaking the law if the total number gathering for a common purpose in a public area is greater than that figure. If we, uh, so, if you've got uh, two uh, groups of eight, yeah, that may count uh, as sixteen uh, people. The, uh, under the regulation, um, uh, the uh, persons who uh, even been accused of uh, breaking the law, they can also go to the court. Uh, the Regulation already provide. Uh, one of the defense would be you have a good excuse. Uh, uh, to my understanding, if we already uh, do some, you know, uh, health measures, and uh, we can demonstrate uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, already take into account the uh, the uh, health situation and do a very careful, you know, uh, distancing. I don't think. It would still violating the law because, on the whole, the law is try to you know uh, protecting the public health. They are not trying to prohibit our basic right of freedom of expression or freedom of assembly. Okay, uh, Michael Moe, you've yep. organised uh, alternative uh, candlelight yeah. vigils uh, in the past. Um, what are you intending to do today? Um, so we are going to put some flowers and candles right in front of the uh, Freedom Fighters Monument in Chimsache as usual, and then letting individuals to pick up the flowers and candles uh, whenever they wish. Uh, but we don't, we, we will not say any works right there. Uh, we won't say this a assembly or whatsoever. It's just you know letting up pe- letting people individuals. Uh, to do their commemoration and pay tributes. Um, are you concerned that if a large number of people show up, that that you will be uh, breaking the law? Well, at least I won't say anywhere right there. The police couldn't count me as like you know doing any kind of assembly at all. I'm just a person providing the flowers right there, providing candles right there, and then sitting in a close proximity to observe the whole thing. And I'm not going to deliver any speech this year because, like, uh, in any way, uh, the police would take advantage of the social gathering band or to declare that the whole thing is an unauthorized assembly, which they did back in 2017. Back then, there was no COVID-19. There was no nothing like that. So uh, for us, like, uh, it is just another excuse for them to try to ban, you know, the alternative vigils. And, um, yeah, let's see what happens tonight. Why do you want an alternative vigil in the first place? Um, so back in 2017, uh, the localists uh, 
some other leaders and the uh, student union leaders uh, tried to organize one uh, in Jim Zachui, and then has you know being cracked down by the police, threatening them to arrest them you know, on the grounds of an authorized assembly. So pretty much, I take up the role. And uh, as I said in last year and in every single year of uh, uh, the events I organized, uh, we would like to detach the patriotic thought to China from the commemoration. Well, victims are victims, and they deserve you know, the justice and uh, to find out the truth. But uh, whether it should be based on the grounds of uh, we are actually, you know, paying our love to China, that's, you know, a no-go zone for us. Um, and for this year, it's a bit different as well. Like uh, people, particularly uh, people who are aligned with the thought uh, of localism, really think that the victims of the anti-extradition bill movement, those who have been beaten up, prosecuted, jailed, or even suspectedly die because of that, uh, are more relevant to them. And, um, and for me, I would see that uh, the, pro the assembly or whatever events going to be held tonight in any place in Hong Kong uh, is, has another message, and that is to say our defiance against the regime uh, in a, as, you know, Whatever they make any excuses uh, to crack down, we just say no. The localist movement is less interested in what uh, actually happens in mainland China. Um, so what do you think of the position of the, the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements in China? Um, so first of all, like... Are you a localist? Would you call yourself a localist? Yeah, I would call myself a localist okay. right now. Um, so I think it is the first time the alliance experienced the ban. <laughs> Uh, for f over three uh, for three decades on, and uh, it's nothing new to us, indeed. And um, so, right now we see that you know China is uh, ever expanding its uh, power, whether it's hard or soft, across the world. And then you see all kinds of stuff that this the regime has done, or the people, or the Chinese. I mean the PR Chinese has, you know, stirred up the local politics elsewhere or to let, uh, you know, or to let maybe, you know, some kind of African nations or the communities in the Africa uh, really, you know, don't like Chinese at all because of what they are doing is nothing, it's just like a new kind of colonialism uh, to them. And uh, in, in a way that how, how could we love this country and these kind of people? Um, we are being brought up in a quite civilized way. We respect the rights of the others. And, uh, and we don't see that if a nation turns into that, how on earth we have to love them at well, all. But uh, I think, uh, Michael, uh, uh, I, I think what you comment on the um, attitude uh, or action of, from the Chinese uh, uh, Communist Party, I, I think most of... Uh, uh, your comments, I also agree. We definitely, that's a dictatorship regime. We need to, you know, uh, fight against. But even on that, uh, I don't see uh, uh, with that uh, regime, then we uh, uh, will jump to the conclusion that uh, we cannot love the whole country. Uh, we cannot be childish. Uh, so I think it's totally different. Uh, uh, of course, I... Uh, uh, understand um, uh, that 
everybody, you and me may have different attitude uh, towards our our country or whether you treat you are a patriotic, a Chinese or localist or even independent uh, list people. But uh, on the whole, uh, I want to um, I want you maybe to um, uh, make clear that you know a regime doesn't mean the whole nation, the whole country. This is totally different. Well, I guess, like I said it before, it's the Chinese people, not the regime themselves, try to colonize the you know, nations in Africa and the communities. It's economic colonialism. Okay? It's nothing. All, it's all nothing. People it's nothing indigenous about that. You see in Nigeria, Africa? you see in Nigeria, people are, you know, going against it no very hard. Lying to them. And then people. you see. Uh, I'm not, of course, I'm not talking about you, all of them. But then you have 150. Every single immigrant to Hong Kong every single day, and you we have to try very hard to teach or to at least educate them that civil rights and the respect of the others' rights. Okay, we we, all, we have all, to all we have to do it. We have to do it every are, single day, and we have to spend are, so much effort. And we are overcrowded. And we are overcrowded in Hong Kong. So right? you mean oh, if Hong on. Kong people we oh, try to immigrate I, to other countries, we want see, to colonize really them? Okay, the, let me ask I really this. Don't let, see the point. Let, let me ask this, uh, Richard Choi. With the with with the rise in the localist movement, I mean, do you think? Do you fear that you're you're losing the support of younger people? Well, I think, um, I firstly, um, I, uh, I already seen this is a situation change and change from recent years. Uh, uh, I think for localism, this kind of, um, uh, attitude and ideology, as, uh, I think already in Hong Kong for nearly 10, 10 years or so, uh, it's, uh, up, up and down for a different period. Uh, that's first. And definitely, of course, uh, that is something uh, uh, the Hong Kong line we also need to uh, look into. And uh, we also need to communicate more with the uh, new generation, I think, including uh, uh, Michael. But on the whole, I also want uh, everybody to you know, try to distinguish here and in a uh, reasonable way of thinking that uh, the regime is uh, different with the nation. And when we look at the Chinese people, of course, there would be, uh, well, nearly uh, 1.4 billion Chinese people. Can you say all of them or majority of them are uh, 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 dictatorship or uh, colonists? Uh, well, that's just, uh, I think if even Michael, you well, uh, even think, they, think, yeah, yeah, they're reasonable. You, you know the answer is no. They're to us. Sorry, and, I'm, and, I, I okay, really feel that can I, it's antagonistic. Let me finish first. And I think for the um, Hong Kong Alliance, um, our work, uh, well, basically, uh, we support the patriotic democratic movement in China, especially that initiated uh, uh, by the Beijing student in 1989. At that time, they call, of course, they, they came them uh, with a patriotic democratic movement. So we support the movement. That's why the name of the Hong Kong Alliance, we call it. Hong Kong Lion in support of the Chinese Democratic Movement of China. And uh, in that, uh, we never, um, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, persuade uh, all the participants to the, um, the you know, candlelight vigil or our activity uh, to be patriotic. Uh, we may, uh, uh, some of our members, we, we, we uh, treat uh, us as uh, Chinese. 
we love our our country, our nation. We hope uh, China uh, to be modernized, democratic, and uh, you know respect human rights, etc. Uh, but generally, I, our campaign for the past thirty uh, uh, one years, we um, advocate justice. Uh, we advocate uh, you know uh, freedom and democracy for the whole China. No matter you are Chinese, you are you are even from other countries. We also uh, welcome them to join together. Okay. A uh, big question is whether you think that you'll be allowed to continue in future under once the new national security law is introduced. But first of all, uh, let's have a response from Michael. Well, I guess mm. if we look into the history of Hong Kong, uh, the independence movement or the autonomy movement, uh, it started way back in the 70s. You know, by then my dad was an activist of that. And uh, it's not only until the Sino-British uh, joint declaration or the negotiation started, uh, without the involvement of Hong Kongers into the negotiation, the uh, pro-China handover, you know, wins the settlement. Okay, that's very clear. Let me let me put it in this way. So what localists is trying to do is to bring back such history, and you know, and without. And if we are, you know, if pro independence movement or the pro autonomy movement won't back then, there won't be any handover at all, perhaps. Um, so back to your question. Um, I guess, like, uh, we have to see the details, just like what Tower Joseph said in the last program, what exactly the details of the local legislation uh, that would, you know, bring up to the offenses, charges, or the sentencing, so on, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the immediate effect of uh, the national security enactment to be to be put into the annex three of the basic law would be uh, that the the Peking authorities could actually set up a uh, national security guard or whatever, or, or to turn the liaison office into the national security bureau or something like that. But other than that, that might not you know having much to be done until until the. Uh, actual domestic legislation, just the national anthem laws, to be legislated and to be uh, passed, unfortunately, mm, by the legislature. Today, it looks like. um, it's well, not, a couple yeah, of points. A couple of points I want to put to Michael yeah. Mo first of all. Um, uh, first of all, uh, if you're localists, why are you so worried about what's happening in the mainland? Why well, don't you just? concentrate on what's happening in Hong Kong. Well, that's what we are doing already, but we have to get. But aware. this whole event today is about what happened on the mainland. In 1989, not about Hong Kong. Well, I guess like the event itself, the Tiananmen massacre, actually awakens the uh, the, the consciousness of Hong Kongers to fight for democracy and their own future. Back then, in uh, in 1989, the destiny of Hong Kong has been written. But, but you've been coming on here and talking about Chinese imperialism uh, and so on. Uh, that's nothing to do with Hong Kong. Well, again. Again, as I said, it is the defining moment of Hong Kongers and to awaken that we have to fight for our own because of the shocking event happened on June 4th, 1989. Okay. All right. Another comment. This is from a uh, listener who says, this is from Lewis, who says, very disappointed you haven't challenged the well-spoken localist guest in respect of the fantastical and ridiculous allegations against the police. He's suggesting the police are favouring the pro-government camp. No, it's just that the pro-government camp as a whole respect the law. He's suggesting, again, that the police have killed protesters. What rubbish? Where is the evidence? He has a right to free speech, but RTHK should be balanced and challenge this BS coming from his mouth. That comes from Lewis. 
Oh, I think I I want to uh, talk, uh, you know, uh, talk Sorry, could, could about Mr. Mayo, the, could yeah. Mr. Mayo, do you want to respond to that? Well, nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I think for the national security law, uh, indeed, uh, it is a very you know a great threat to uh, Hong Kong people, both your <laughs> whole any um uh kind of political uh, uh, behavior, uh, ideologies. Uh, this is a fair for all uh, uh, Hong Kong people's uh, uh, basic rights and freedom. And indeed, um, unlike the uh, Lesotho Emblem Law, uh, I think the proposed uh, Lesotho Security Law can be directly incorporated into Hong Kong law. No need for Hong Kong legislature to, to uh, uh, re-enact or enact uh, uh, anything. So that is uh, uh, even, you know, uh, more terrible, uh, I can see, because up till now, um, of course, we don't have uh, any of the detailed uh, provision. And once we make property, we have uh, we seen the, provis- the those provisions, they already become law of Hong Kong and, you know, uh, immediately implement. Uh, for implementation, uh, uh, I think, uh, indeed, uh, being properly mainly by the Hong Kong uh, uh, disciplinary forces, maybe there's some uh, new special uh, unit uh, established in the Hong Kong police, but also maybe from mainland national security unit, uh, you know, uh, going to Hong Kong. So this is a, a great threat, and I think a lot of Hong Kong people very fear uh, about this situation. Not just the Hong Kong alliance, we fear in the in the future. Uh, so I think at this moment, uh, uh, even doing to today's uh, June June fourth event, the Hong Kong Lion be also uh, um, apart from memorizing, commemorating the June fourth massacre, we also you know um, uh, try to uh, uh, publicize our comments on the proposed lesser security law and hope Hong Kong people to be aware more and. Uh, fighting together to oppose it. All right, well, we're going to break for the news now at uh, 9 o'clock. Got some emails, interesting emails to share as well after that uh, and uh, another guest uh, as well. Uh, please join in. Call us, 233-88266 is the number if you want to talk directly to our guests uh, or you can share on Facebook or through email. The weather hot with sunny periods and isolated showers today. Temperatures up to 32 degrees, 30 degrees at the moment and the relative humidity is at 76%. <laughs> cheering in a circle, chanting, what do we want? Uh, justice, when do we want it now? Earlier they were chanting, we got all four, we got all four, meaning all four officers involved in Mr. Floyd's arrest uh, have now been charged. It's something that protesters had been demanding and they've been chanting uh, that as well. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Thursday morning uh, today with uh, Jim Gould and me, Hugh Chewett. And we're talking about uh, June the 4th and uh, the planned uh, uh, commemoration of the events of 1989 uh, this evening and their uh, wider significance. Uh, we have with us uh, Richard Choi, who's Secretary for the Hong Kong Alliance in support of Patriotic Democratic Movements of China, and Michael Mo, a Tunmun District Councillor and self proclaimed a localist. And uh, Professor Linda Lee joins us now. Uh, 
She's a professor of political science in the Department of Public Policy at the City University. As ever, we want to hear from you. You can email backchat at rthk.hk. You can call us on 233-88266 or you can share things on our Facebook page. That's backchat and rthk radio 3. Uh, okay, so uh, we read out earlier a comment from Bruce uh, asking why the police didn't offer some alternative uh, venue uh, for the uh, June the 4th commemoration to Victoria Park. TC in reply on Facebook says, Well said, I frequently see people here who claim to take the middle road and call for dialogue or compromise. I don't think these people are being disingenuous, but I think this initiative should start on the side with more resources and power. Uh, Tom says, Today's the day one columnist described as the day the international never forget Chenaman commentariat gears up for its ritual piling on of political event is now 31 years ago and far closer to the time Richard Nixon was carpet bombing Hanoi than it is to today. The uh, US with one step of aerial abstraction massacred tens of thousands of civilians and covered the country with landmines and Agent Orange which killed people for decades. Yet the Vietnamese don't produce regular reminders that Richard Nixon is the reason no one should trust President Trump today. In Asia, if they can forgive us, why can't we forgive them? Isn't it time to move on? That's uh, Tom's take. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul says these are kind of on overlapping uh, issues uh, on the, on the with the subject line June the fourth demonstrations. Nice to hear in the news. Obama endorsing the protests in the USA. Obviously, demonstrations provide some sort of cure for COVID nineteen. What a pity Beijing won't allow us to do the same here for Tiananmen Square. Think of the potential lives we could save. That comes from uh, Paul. Bowen says it's too simplistic to analyse the potential influx of Hong Kongers to the UK in terms of the reported concern about the UK's being swamped. First of the two and a half million who are eligible for BNO status, probably a million already hold foreign passports and only a fraction of the rest will seek emigration to the UK. Some will opt for staying while others will depart for other destinations. Second, the proper approach, and this seems to have been already adopted, is to coordinate an international effort among like-minded democratic countries for which collectively settling those who wish to leave will be much easier. Third, and this is important, UK does not need to take every BNO passport holder who seeks residence. There ought to be a vetting mechanism to weed out those who don't have a record of embracing or actually have a record of trampling on the sort of values which make them suitable for life in a liberal democracy like the uh, UK. That's uh, part of what uh, Bowen has written. I think we may return to that topic in our discussion uh, tomorrow. Matthew, in an email, says, Former DAB chairman and Hong Kong People's most senior voice to Beijing, Tam Yu Chung, yesterday gave us a rare truthful public demonstration of the unwavering devotion to patriotism and self-interest which drives the pro-CCP voices in Hong Kong by telling us that any politician who opposed the CCP directly imposing the national security law should be ineligible for political office. That wipes out the last whiff of democracy in the one country, two systems charade under Chairman Xi by excluding anyone who disagrees with the CCP from September's LegCo election. I guess that may also help the DAB. There you have it. But of course, only the tiny minority who do the wrong thing need to be worried. Yeah, right. That comes uh, from Matthew. Uh, R says, let's celebrate the fact we can have a localist on Backchat. This time next year, forget it. Uh, thank you very much indeed for all those messages. Backchat at rthk.hk. Uh, hang on, uh, just a couple more. Um, uh, Luis, uh, who uh, questioned earlier about uh, comments 
that uh, uh, Michael Moe had made about uh, police uh, says, please thank the locust guest for his answer. He's got no evidence because there is no evidence to support his claims. I really think that programme presenters should challenge these dangerous allegations. I'm a Democrat, but people like your localist guest and our immature and pathetic pandems are destroying Hong Kong. That comes uh, from Lewis. And Pete says, what about last weekend's protests against the US? Uh, were they declared illegal assemblies? Were any arrests made for taking part in such an assembly? Did anyone receive an on-the-spot fine for violating social distancing rule? Or was the police estimate of the crowd at eight or less? That comes from Pete. Backchatter.hk.hk is our email address. OK, well, just before the news, we were talking about that soon-to-be-introduced national security law. Um, obviously, we don't know what's in it yet, but there is a big question about whether or not uh, events such as the June the 4th uh, commemoration will be able to continue. Um, Richard, uh, you spoke on that. Uh, Michael Moe, do yep. you have an opinion? <clears throat> so as a law graduate, I would say uh, that Hong Kong runs a dual legal system. So unlike under dental laws or monolism, that we have to get domestic legislation, the local legislation to enact or to uh, empower or to operate a constitution, an article, well, in this case, in our Hong Kong context, it's basic law. Of course, what Richard said that, okay, directly applicable of the national security law thanks to the <laughs> Annex 3. Well, uh, there could be shortcuts, but still, we've already got uh, the crimes called uh, in our, you know, our criminal And then it doesn't need any legislation at all to get it enabled. Police already arrest protesters by using this, uh, by using this crime, and it's already been operating. And uh, so that's why we don't see there's a match. So we really have to see what's the piece, uh, bits and pieces and the substance of the domestic legislation before we could say that uh, it would be, you know, it would be so scary that it could be directly applicable. So. Is anyone been arrested for sedition? Yes. Mm. Mm. If, in the past, but, but uh, no, recently. That, that's just one, yeah. uh, no, no, know, no, no, no. Police arrested protesters back in 2019 by using the term seditious intent and to investigate them from that direction. Okay. And we're also joined, as I say, by Professor Linda Lee from City University. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, what, what do you make of this as a political scientist? The, the, I mean, the, the commemoration of June the 4th has, has always played a very significant role in Hong Kong, hasn't it? And it's interesting that, uh, in fact, and Richard, you might note that the, the chief executive herself said, I think earlier this year, that the, the, uh, the continuation of, that, of the, uh, of the uh, commemoration in Victoria Park was a sign that the people of Hong Kong were free, actually cited that as an example. Of, of a free, you know, of a, a free yes. society. Uh, you know, do you think it's going to continue? Uh, what, what do you think is the future of it? Um, well, I'm glad you, you quote, you know, um, our chief executive earlier comments on the June 4th. Uh, I think, um, yes, definitely, you know, today it's um, the latest of a limit test. Um, to the central government's resolve, uh, okay, it has um, it has uh, pledged and reiterated its resolve to uh, retain a one-country system, despite what it has done recently 
uh, uh, regarding the you know plan to enact for Hong Kong on national security. Um, I think you know because uh, Hong Kong people has been commemorating the June Fourth uh, uh, and uh, wide video and other activities for 31 years, and um, the police have. Uh, I'm sorry, we're uh, actually... Hello, so Professor I Lee. Sorry, but the, the line is really not very good, actually. Perhaps we could perhaps oh. we could call you back uh, and see if we can find a, a, a better line, see if we can uh, get that nice and clear and, and strong before we, we, we talk to you again. Can I put that to, to that, that sort of same issue to, to, to you, Richard Choi? Um, I mean, the sticking point seems to be, would, would you would think, would be the calls for the end to the one-party rule uh in uh in china uh couldn't you drop that and still have a proper appropriate commemoration uh there's always been these two things going on uh, in victoria park um you could still do at least half of them i think for the hong kong alliance uh it's key, uh, very clear that uh, we will not drop any of the uh, five you know uh, uh major platform uh, of the Hong Kong Alliance, because we see um, that our um, you know uh, five demands or platforms is basically is a train of uh, uh, um, you know uh, the uh, for the demands from uh, the then Beijing student uh, uh, in 1989 that uh, and also uh, the June 4th tragedy. So uh, I ultimately I think at that time also the Chinese uh, student. Uh, why they took to the street and have a hunger strike is uh, ultimately they want democracy. Or for democracy, it must be no one-party rule. Uh, it will, must be a multi-party competition. Uh, uh, that's it. So um, uh, the Hong Kong Alliance would, would definitely continue uh, those slogans. But we never know, uh, of course, um, uh, that would up to the... Um, uh, provision uh, uh, for the proposed uh, national security law, especially on the part of uh, your band, uh, you know, uh, disallowing any subversive, uh, you know, uh, actions. But, but, but maybe they were, maybe they were noble. Maybe they were doing it for the right reasons, and they were doing it largely in the right, right way. And maybe even what they said was right for the time. That doesn't mean that thirty years on, you have to agree with everything they said. That's just doesn't make any sense. Well, well, of course, first we still, um, you know, uh, respect and uphold um, um, the, the stance of those students uh, 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 that day, 31 years ago. And secondly, I think uh, at this moment in uh, uh, the person situation in Hong Kong and for the whole China, we also see that is, of course, uh, a, a way thing that we should, you know, uh, advocate to end one party rule and urge for uh, uh, the whole democratic reform in whole China. So, uh, but I think that, that day the proposed lesson is good, uh, 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 of course, it's still uh, uh, early. Uh, of course, we, 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 we indeed uh, a, have a reasonable fear, but still early to uh, conclude whether, you know, continue shouting the, those slogans may um, immediately become novel uh quite properly uh i would see maybe in the future it depends on actual circumstance or actual political um uh 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 uh
government police or the lesser security the guy uh something like that uh when and how they you know implement the law and interpret the law on on that way so uh we never know but uh ultimately i, I think uh in any uh situation it's also important that hong kong people we still there to stand up to you know uh shout and fight for uh, our uh, human rights and and freedom okay. that's just a very important if we you know uh, uh fear and you know uh try to you know uh uh, uh withdraw uh those slogans and withdraw those actions uh you know uh deliberately then of course that would be a a a a a, a tragedy <coughs> in hong kong okay uh, i think we have uh, professor linda lee back on the line yeah, I'm back. hello yeah. yes good okay it sounds a well, lot better let, sorry let, so, let me sorry. yes please go on. quickly yeah, yes yeah. i think you know right today is very important limits test for not only for hong kong people but also for the central government and of course our hong kong sar government because uh, you know um uh, Chief Executive has reiterated the importance of, um, and also the central government, that uh, they intended, okay, they intended to uh, to continue their policy on one country, two system on, on Hong Kong, despite what they are doing, you know, uh, and which is uh, perceived by many with, uh, that is to the contrary of their intention. So I think the review that's going to happen tonight uh, and other celebrations, you know, I mean, uh, commemoration activities on the June 4th uh, uh, incident is very important because we are, we are mindful that this uh, activity has been ongoing for 31 years. Uh, and, 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 and so uh, the police have always approved uh, of the organization of the Virgil. So this year we have a special circumstance, uh, which is the COVID-19. Okay, so I think the, um, uh, I think, you know, uh, the government uh, has said that it disapproved of the video uh, purely because of the COVID-19 social distancing measures. And uh, if we take it by, you know, uh, what is said, then I think the government should only, you know, to, uh, remember the spirit of the COVID-19 uh, regulation, which is actually to ensure we have social distancing, even though uh, it also says that, okay, if, um, uh, you know, theoretically or by law, technically, if um, people gather uh, for, this, uh, for, for, for the same purpose, okay, for, this, uh, for, the, for, for one purpose, and, um, then, then, uh, and, and then there are more than eight people, then you are against the law. Uh, but have, uh, since that, um, uh, everybody knows that why people are getting in, in the Victoria Park tonight, and that has been uh, a legitimate, and uh, the government has always uh, 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 thought this is a legal activity, and uh, uh, not to say that this, uh, this reflects the freedom of Hong Kong. Uh, uh, then, then the police should uh, should not um, uh, make use of that uh, part of the law to um, to enforce. I mean, to to say that the people are engaging in illegal activities. So I would urge people to, um, to uh, uh, you know, uh, try as much as possible to comply with the 1.5 meters apart um, uh, uh, requirement under the social distancing measures tonight, and then um, and then you, you can then you can still populate the the, the space, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, with that kind of density. And so um, the rest of people, because you cannot squeeze into the Victoria Park, okay, given this uh, new density requirement, then you can go elsewhere, right? 
So I think, uh, after all, you know, you you know, this um, commemoration is not restricted to the park, and as long as you know, you have this kind of, um, you know, uh, candlelight lit up by those are on the in the park. I think we have already sent a very strong message to the rest of the world, and uh, I think uh, the government should welcome this and they should facilitate this. Of course, the worry is that uh, given the, you know, um, the clashes between the the um the protesters and the police okay uh, uh since last june and 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 it is it's very there, there's a very high chance of um you know i mean the people getting uh you know excited or the or the uh, police becoming too excited okay and then they they would uh either side would um would re- respond uh, in a way that uh would come to clashes uh but i would call upon especially on the part of the government uh, and the police management, senior management, to to guide the uh, frontline officers uh, the importance of um, uh, how to exercise enforce the law tonight, uh, so that it would serve the better interest of Hong Kong and also uh, what the central government should want them to do. All right. But so it, I, I think um, uh, they, they they should do that uh, tonight. But even if people are observing 1.5 metres difference uh, distance is if there, if there are more than eight people then uh, that's that's against the law isn't it yes that, that's why i'm saying you know the police should remember why um that they have always approved the, the vigil all right so the purpose i mean they, they're they're gathering here for the same purpose but that purpose is not problematic right the problem the the purpose itself is legal and is legitimate and in fact the government needs it Today, to in order to demonstrate what they, uh, what they, what they, what they, what they tell the rest of the world that despite what they're planning, or what their plans on the national, uh, on the legislation on uh, on uh, national security, they are not after one country, two system. They are not after the 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 freedoms that um, people of Hong Kong use to exercise. They so if if the, uh, the coming to the virtue has been. A kind of a Hong Kong institution, right, for the for the past for the first year, and has always been a legal activity, and the vigil has always been peaceful. People are just commemorating, you know, a, a sad, um, a sad event. Well, what do you think are the chances of it happening next year? Well, I I cannot predict, okay, uh, because we don't know what will happen on the national security law, and of course, uh, it a lot would depends on. Uh, um, you know, um, you know what, 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 what kind of principles would, um, whether the common law principles would uh, would be used to enforce the law, um, because a lot of our legal discussions actually assume that it will be enforced under the pre-existing norms, okay, under the common law system. Uh, but I think the great challenge, you know, facing Hong Kong. Uh, uh, and, and also China is actually the clashes between the, the values, uh, uh, not only between the two legal systems, but also two political values, I mean, two sets of political values. And so I think the, the enactment of the national security law uh, uh, for Hong Kong, okay, and which is a national law, I think this, uh, it, this brings this um, clashes uh, head on. And so how this e- will evolve, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, for instance, our former Chief uh, Justice, uh, Andrew Lee, he has uh, written at length, you know, um, he emphasized that uh, uh, actually the key, you know, of course, you know, ideally, uh, you know, there, there shouldn't be any national legislation. 
Uh, but uh, since now it's going to happen, uh, most likely, then he, he emphasized that, you know, what was written in and especially how to enforce it, whether it is by common law principle, okay, uh, would be uh, very critical. And so this is going to... We, we, we don't know yet. Uh, uh, Michael Moe, I mean, there's, yep. yeah, there's the threat of the, the, the clash of systems, perhaps, that uh, Professor Lee was, was, was talking about there. There's still, surely, there's also a stronger, more immediate threat of a clash of people like you and the police. Uh, and that uh, that's why 3,000 riot officers are reported to be mobilised uh, this evening uh, because of the violence that we've had. And that's the real uh, threat to the uh, peaceful commemoration of uh, June the 4th. Well, let's put it this way. Any kind of uh, events going to commemorate uh, you know, the victims of the Tiananmen massacre anywhere in Hong Kong could be considered by the police themselves as an authorised assembly because the police had never issued any permits at all. So they don't, I, my gut feeling is that they don't bother using the social gathering bans to find tickets. Uh, it, they instead could, you know, could uh, disperse the crowd by using pepper bullets, pepper spray, even though uh, people who are commemorating are majority or overwhelmingly if you want to talk about excuses, what about your diatribe against the Chinese people? What about the extension of this applicability? And you know, and Richard Choi has been talking about this in relation to the to the uh, security law and everything like this. The fact is that this has become a a movement for those opposed to the government. This has become a, a an occasion for those opposed to the government in many many aspects. Yeah. So to to, to demonstrate. Yeah, and so you know you've got to live with that. Well, you can't pretend this is all about what happened well, in of 1989. Course people, well, of course people tonight are going to come out anyway. You know, they have to consider themselves whether they will be safe. They might go, they might leave when the police comes. And uh, I guess it would be a very, you know, rational for them to do so. But uh, I guess uh, before the national security legislation enacted domestically, people would be still doing, you know, all kinds of fights on the streets or in all fronts and um, you know and uh, most of and then these laws are actually targeting leaders activists of some sort uh, perhaps not majority Hong Kongers but uh, but of course as organizers ourselves we have to you know we have to get ourselves prepared and to be honest to the participants too you're not looking for trouble uh, you mean in future or tonight tonight well, I guess uh, tonight there might be arrests, uh, particularly on the leaders. It of sounds the like you're looking for trouble. Well, I guess, I guess I, I don't consider it as a trouble. I consider it as a tactic of the Carrie Lam administration to kowtow to Peking if they're going to arrest, you know, both of us. Richard Choi, it's always been a peaceful affair. Are you concerned that tonight it's going to be different? Well, I think from our experience, I, I do confident, uh, have conf uh, confident that Hong Kong people, especially those, you know, um, uh, uh, people are the same, uh, share the same uh, aspiration and vision with the Hong Kong Alliance, uh, that we in the past, uh, no matter we have uh, experienced any difficulty, uh, uh, people, you know, uh, joining the uh, uh, the memorizing of the June 4th activity, we are acting in a very uh, peaceful and reasonable uh, manner. I, I do think uh, uh, even uh, tonight, 
we still uh, have that sort of a um, you know a peaceful way of memorizing the UN. Uh, so in that situation, I of course uh, once again urge the police should be uh, more self-constrained. Uh, you know, in dealing with uh, the situation tonight, uh, uh, it is uh, I think very clear that Hong Kong people, especially um, doing the June Fourth memorizing activity, uh, we uh, have our you know continuous um, uh, hope that uh, we hope to have a you know uh, silence and a peaceful way. Uh, of you know, uh, continuing our, our mem- uh, uh, commemoration and also uh, our urge for justice. Uh, and so if the police you know, understand well this situation and also respect the uh, continuous, uh, uh, you know, uh, we can say tradition of Hong Kong people for more than 30 years, they should be more self-constrained and, 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 and do the job to facilitate uh, the people. But the role of the police is to maintain law and order. And if there are unauthorized assemblies, then the police have a duty to act, don't they? Well, I, I think tonight, uh, the Hong Kong Alumni are not, um, you know, holding uh, or organizing a large scale uh, gathering as that of the past 30 years. Uh, we did, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, advocate that uh, people uh, 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 in Hong Kong individually they, they uh, found a place. Uh, this is not a collective gathering. Individually, you know, I think Hong Kong people, we have the right to go uh, on the street uh, to do something that is, of course, the legal things. Uh, you, you know, even uh, on the street, maybe uh, many people also uh, going to the same direction, but they uh, do it individually. So I, I think the police to interpret the situation, we are not a, a large-scale gathering. As that in the past, so it is a lawful thing, and we hope the police should be self-constrained and to facilitate, not to you know object it. Okay, some comments um, from this. Yeah, yeah, very briefly, Professor Lee. Well, I think uh, I call upon both sides to be more creative and think more strategically, especially on the part of the government and police, and don't allow it to be another incident of clashes with the protesters and the, and, and the people of Hong Kong. Because if they, 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 they just do it uh, using, uh, you know, uh, by habit, you know, uh, then I think I, I would anticipate a lot of arrest. And that would be very bad news, actually, because... Um, uh, uh, politically, because they, it's, it would kill any 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 last hope uh, to 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 demonstrate that you know their resolve to retain any um, any resemblance of one country to system and the freedom of Hong Kong for the ordinary people. Remember, you know we don't on, we don't only have a handful of activists joining the vigils, and a lot of um, you know we will have hundreds and thousands of people there who has uh, participated over the years. So I think it's very important, you know, uh, the senior uh, leaders of, uh, of our government really uh, thought this through and then uh, guide, guide the police um, and, 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 the, and, and the people on the streets how to behave and manage accordingly. And of course, on our part, I mean, the people, the organizers, you know, we need to be creative as well because we are ent- Hong Kong is entering a very difficult phase. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I think our common... Our common objective is not to 
uh, is not to diminish our freedom more, right? We, we, we don't want to throw up our hands and say bye-bye, okay? <laughs> let, 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 let's have one system altogether. No, we, we, we do want our unique uh, um, uh, freedoms to persist despite the challenges and difficulties. And so right now, I think uh, we should be creative uh, how to, how to uh, make, um, uh, uh, put, put across the message and, and then avoid unnecessary um, uh, sacrifice. I would say cost because there will be long years ahead. Okay, uh, some comments to finish off. Uh, G, I think I missed this one earlier. G, G says uh, Victoria Park is an open air venue, as are the beaches of Hong Kong and many walks in Hong Kong and the new territories. Quick, arrest and fine us all who are gathering for a common purpose. People shopping in closed venues such as supermarkets are gathering for a common purpose. Quick, arrest them. Logic and reason has never been a strong point, but never mind. The law enforcers are the sole interpreters of the law in a society under rule by law. Uh, a similar comment uh, made by uh, others. Uh, Peter M says, if the police propose to use the law restricting social gatherings to arrest people commemorating June the 4th, if they gather together for a common purpose in groups of eight or fewer, even though they maintain social distancing between groups this would seem to be an abuse of the law aren't there many groups of people who've been going to the beaches at the weekend gathering for a common purpose or the groups of helpers who gather on sundays are they being harassed by the police the police have clearly become politicized despite their denials this is just further proof uh, Drake says it's merely government rhetoric that gathering for the same purpose is illegal, disregarding the proximity of individuals. That is clearly unconstitutional. Uh, Drake also says the miserable minority screaming here, we the majority, have no reason to forgive those who are unremorseful. Forget June the 4th, give me a break. Uh, and uh, Din says, of course, you won't be able to read this out, but I send it to you as a reminder of what actually happened in June the 4th in Tiananmen. Uh, and he uh, attaches a, a, a cable uh, written by the then British ambassador uh, in, uh, in Beijing on the uh, Tiananmen Square uh, massacre. Thank you very much indeed for that. Thank you very much indeed to uh, everyone who's uh, contacted us this morning. And their thoughts, and Professor Linda Lee from the City University, Richard Choi, Secretary for the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, and Michael Mo, the Tournament District Councillor. Thank you all very much indeed for joining us today. The weather hot with sunny periods and isolated showers. Maximum temperature about 32 degrees in the urban areas, warmer in the new territories. The latest reading 30 degrees and the relative humidity is now at 72%. We all have to account for our actions, especially if you break the law. Different crimes carry different maximum penalties. Taking part in a riot, 10 years. Taking part in an unlawful assembly, 5 years. Possession of offensive weapon, 3 years. Assaulting a police officer, 2 years. Criminal damage, 10 years. So before you act, think. Think of the consequences for you, for your family, for your future. 935, the news now with Samantha Butler. Veteran Democrat Emily Lau says she expects authorities will use the national security law to bar opponents from running in elections. NPC Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chung told a pro-Beijing magazine that anyone who opposed the law should be disqualified. LegCo elections are coming in September, less than